This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is The Miller's Edge. It's Friday. Maybe you call it Friday. Whatever it is, it's the last day of the work week for us right here on the Tide. 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Hope you're doing well. It's Friday. Everybody works for the weekend, so do we. But uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide football team will start work during the weekend. So it's time to get back to work. It's time to get back to T-Town back to working out, stretching, getting your mind right, getting back to football as they prepare for bowl practice, the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl excuse me, coming up here in only a couple of weeks. So we got a lot to start talking about getting into that. We'll get Christian thoughts on that, what it's like to having a pause. I was talking about this yesterday, having a pause in the season and then, you know, having to get back restarted. So we'll talk some about that. We didn't talk a lot about the schedule being revealed Oh, excuse me, on yesterday, but we'll talk about that as we look at Alabama's schedule. I, I tend to like it, and I'll tell you why, so we can talk about that. Also, Alabama having to get a coach because Coleman Hustler is now the new defensive coordinator for Mississippi State, a former special teams coordinator for the Tide, linebacker coach. He's out. Alabama hiring someone that worked for Michigan. Hmm. Imagine that one. Why? We can dig into some of that because I got some interesting things to talk about on that as well. And we love your participation as always. 205-342-9904 is the number for the program. Don't forget to download that free app, Tide 100.9. Send your thoughts, your comments, your questions right there. And Noah's not there, but Justin Jones, he can read as well. He's a good reader. He won all the reading awards in elementary school where he's from. So send it right there here. Read your questions, thoughts, comments on that free download. Tie 100.9. Christian Miller, two-time Natty champion, captain, tied in studio in Tuscaloosa. Guys, good Friday to you. Hope you're doing well. Doing great. Uh, always love a good Friday. And, you know, and, you know, the weather's been so interesting. I was telling you earlier, um, you know, I got the new Bronco now, and uh, it was so warm during the day yesterday that I was able to experiment with, with the tops off. Um, so it's just weird. You know, it's the middle of December and we're able to, to do that and basically just ride around with no top on there. It's like, I think it was showing like, was it in the sixties, almost 70 degrees yesterday? Like this weather's weird. Then it drops down real cold at night, but <clears throat> definitely excited, you know, for the weekend. I don't really know why I don't really change too much. If anything, I don't, I don't have as much to do on the weekends cause I, you know, I look forward to doing the show during the week, but Maybe yep. maybe we'll hop on to the uh, to our YouTube channel, Miller's Edge <coughs> on YouTube. Yeah, Sorry, right. yeah, you, I gotta, get you, you need to go get some hot tea, get Justin to get you some honey and lemon limons and something to get you uh, on right. I had I had a frog in my throat. I got him out of there now. But yeah, no, no. Maybe we'll hop on our, our YouTube channel at the Miller's Edge where we were live last night. Had a lot of uh, uh, great folks join us there. We talked about a lot of stuff and talk talk about some more of that today but if you haven't subscribed yet go check us out on youtube at the miller's edge where we go live it's always entertaining always a good time we can hang on there as long as we want no time limits and we can talk about whatever you guys want so check us out there but with that being said it is the holiday season 
I know you still got those last-minute gifts, folks. I know you have all those Alabama fans in your family that would love some Alabama gifts. So head on over to Alumni Hall in Midtown Village right now where you can get all the officially licensed latest and greatest Alabama products, whether it's a jacket, hoodie, sweater, sweatshirt. They've got the hat wall, Yeti products, Peter Millar, you name it. They've got it right there at Alumni Hall in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. If you're not in town, don't worry. You can always go to alumnihall.com and find the same deals and the same products right there on their website. Again, that's alumnihall.com where the ultimate Crimson Tide fans shop. Uh, that being said, where should we start? Because um, you said it. We didn't, we didn't really discuss too much about the schedule yep. yesterday, so we can talk about that, um, which we did a little bit on the show. I mean, you want to start there? Wherever you want to go, I mean, that's a good thing. It's, it's kind of old, but uh, yesterday's news. But yet, at the same time, you know, uh, you put it up on, on YouTube last night where I can see it. I don't have that in front of me, but but I know just off the top of my check, head. Check, that, your, check your phone. I send in the uh, Miller's Edge chat. No, okay, but I know off the top of my head I like uh, the schedules pretty much. I, 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 I kind of coined it like this last night. I said, Alabama's basically playing the East schedule, <laughs> which... You know, Georgia's coming to Alabama. I saw that you cannot get a hotel like 30 miles outside of Tuscaloosa. I mean, it's ridiculous. 4000 5000 bucks for a hotel. Um, you know, you like that. They travel to Wisconsin. They travel to Oklahoma. Those are tough games. They travel to, to LSU. They travel to Tennessee. Uh, but then you get Mizzou. You get South Carolina. You get some of these other games, Georgia. You get those at home. Uh, you know, I like the schedule based on what Alabama has coming back. You know, Jalen Milrow announcing yesterday that he will return for his senior season. He just graduated, I believe, in business, uh, just turned 21. So uh, they got a lot of pieces coming back. We still don't know what's going to happen with the transfer portal with the Tide. Only a few players thus far. Most guys are staying to, to be a part of this uh, next uh, run to try to get a championship. But uh, I like the schedule. I think it's a little bit easier, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's Alabama. It's the SEC. I mean, what do we say? Oh, the schedule is crazy difficult. The schedule is always difficult. It's like I talk about here in South Carolina. It's like it's always hard. I mean, it's like you're getting a pass. I mean, there's great teams. But if you're looking at it from a standpoint of the East, having to play, you know, East teams and then getting rid of some of the West teams, I mean, Maybe you say it's easier, but you still get two big road games at Wisconsin, Big Ten opponent, at Oklahoma, new SEC opponent. We know that Brent Venable's done a great job. Dylan Gabriel transferred in, played very well. Now he's in the portal. He's, I think he's at Oregon. So are they going to have some turnover? But, I mean, it's a story program. The Sooners of Oregon, Wisconsin, physical brand. They got the coach from Cincinnati that Bama played a few years ago in the college football playoffs. So, uh, I mean, Good game. I think it's a good schedule. You get still get to go to LSU at night, rivalry game. Still got Auburn at home. You get the Iron Bowl there. You got to go to Tennessee in October. I mean, they'll stay the same. So, you know, I like the schedule. I like the teams coming back. Uh, but, you know, when you look at where Alabama is right now, what they're doing right now with the chance they have, I believe, to win a national championship, I think that they will. Um, and then what's coming up next year in the first year of the new uh, 16 team SEC, no divisions. I like it, and I think it's a good start. So, no worries for me. Not nothing really to beat, pound, or scream about. I think it's a good schedule. It's just a fun schedule. You know, people come out and see the games at home. People have a chance to go to places they haven't. At Wisconsin, at Oklahoma. I think that's pretty cool. So, I like what I saw from the uh, scheduling of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah, I like it too, and I think it's really good for the fans. I think it's you know, very diverse. you got a variety in there. You said that you play a lot of Eastern teams that you hadn't really got the chance to play um, in, in you know the past several years, so I think that's really cool. Now, you talk about the, the challenges and the difficulty. I saw some people, and obviously the majority of it was opposing fan bases, but adding like this is some easy cupcake schedule, which is ridiculous, right? I mean, I, I get it. Western Kentucky, you start with USF. They come to Tuscaloosa. Cool, right? We're, we're used to those early games. But then going to Wisconsin, right? I mean, that Wisconsin, again, I know they're not great. But, you know, you go, go on the road to Wisconsin team you don't normally face. I mean, that's that's going to be a decent challenge right there. Then you come back, face Georgia at home after bye week, which you've got two bye weeks. We talked about that last night. I think I think it'll be beneficial. Um, you know, it's definitely interesting to have two bye weeks. But I think it definitely will be beneficial as long as you, you know, attack it the right way. And so it kind of gives you that feel. You know, you talked about it. You know, earlier, you know, months ago, you talked about you wish there was a preseason. Well, now it almost 
kind of feels that way, right? You get those three games and you have a bye week. That kind of reminds me of a preseason, so to speak. So um, with that being said, you go to Vanderbilt. You got South Carolina at home. Go to Tennessee. Tennessee, again, I mean, they, they finished okay this year. And we, you can't just go off of this year because teams are going to be different next year. We can't predict how they'll be. But if, 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 we, if we carry over the rankings, you go to number 25, Tennessee, after taking on number, I guess, Georgia's ranked uh, six. So you face number six at home. Um, go to number 25, Tennessee. Then you face Missouri, who's finished in the – Missouri finished in the top ten. They're number nine. Right then, you go to LSU. Yeah, ten wins for Mizzou. Yeah, a team that I, the pastor of pain, was high on all year. I told y'all. Yeah, you get you. He did. So then, then you got number thirteen LSU, Mercer. Then number twelve Oklahoma, and then Auburn. Right. So uh, definitely not a, an, an easy schedule. I think some people overlook some of those teams. I think it'd definitely be a very challenging schedule. But nonetheless. Um, Alabama's used to that. Alabama's used to playing some 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 serious competition, so I think we'll be prepared. Uh, that being said, I think the biggest thing was what you pointed out last night, and that was those road games, right? This season was, you know, very beneficial to face Tennessee at home, to face LSU at home, right? You did have to go on the road play Auburn, but a lot of those difficult matchups were at home, and then you, you flip it uh, for 2024. You got to go to Tennessee. You got to go to LSU, play at Death Valley. You go to Oklahoma um, you know, so those are going to be some challenging games, but I think it's a really good schedule, and I uh, just wanted to offer our thoughts on that. And I, I'm excited. I, I think I think we're, I'm really going to enjoy the 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 non East and West, right? I mean, at first I was kind of like, uh, but the fact that they were able to keep Auburn, Tennessee, and LSU on there, I'm good, right? I'm happy. We get to play South Carolina. We don't get, we we hadn't got to play them in a while. I never got to play them, so I think that'll be cool. Um, and obviously Georgia coming here, I think that's that's awesome. So those are my thoughts, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, but, you know, obviously we got to finish out this season first, but nice to get a little preview to, that way we can kind of look ahead and get well, excited. Well, uh, South Carolina, they actually played them the year after your senior year. They came to Columbia, 2019. Yeah, he was already with the Panthers, got drafted, and then here comes Najee Harris and Tua Tagovailoa. Najee heard of that guy. Here. Yeah, in in Columbia, there was a very uh, embarrassing loss for the Gamecocks. Breaking news. By the way, in the grown man football league, if you don't know what that means, NFL, not for long, National Football League. How about this? I don't know if you watched the game last night on Prime. Brandon Staley's Chargers tenure is uh, over. And uh, how do you like to be remembered by your last game? Wow, it was ugly for them last night. Here's some things uh, from his last three seasons, been the head coach of the Chargers. A lost week 18 uh, against the Raiders, 2022, that was 21. Uh, lost 31-30 to the Jaguars in playoffs. They were up 27-0. I don't know if you remember that game. Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, new on the scene, came back and won that game. Embarrassing for them. And then, of course, fired uh, today um, by the Raiders. I mean, after that debacle of a game last night, of course, uh, the quarterback uh, with a finger injury was out for the year. I get to all that. But this team that has so much promise, Keenan Allen was out last night. So they had players out. But uh, still, I'm pretty uh, sure Stanley. Justin Herbert did play. No, he did not play. Oh, he didn't. I, that's no, he's out I for the really year. didn't watch it after I saw the first half school. Yeah, no, he's, he's out for the year. He got hurt last week with a finger injury. But he's been playing, but it's like he wasn't playing. <laughs> so it really didn't matter. But I don't think anybody was shocked uh, by this move. Uh, Brandon Daly, the head coach, former head coach, of the San Diego Chargers is out as head coach. And, um, I mean, just a debacle made the playoffs in 2022. But, again, uh, after you're up 27 to nothing and you lose a playoff game to the Jaguars, I mean, that that's going to peak some ears right there. And then things that get better, they got good players. They drafted the kid out of TCU at number one. Uh, he really hasn't panned out to be any good. Mike Williams is in and out. I mean, been beat up. Keenan Allen been one of the best receivers in the league for a long time. He's injured, beat up. And then, you know, Justin Herbert, big guy uh, from Oregon. Uh, a lot of people didn't like him coming out, but he turned a lot of heads, played some really good football, uh, but uh, this year uh, on on injury reserve with his injury. So there you go. That's some breaking news out of uh, the NFL. We're talking, again, love to hear your thoughts on this schedule. Are you concerned? Is it just who cares at this point in time? I mean, nobody really is talking about you know, the, the new no divisions and this and that. The top two teams will play for the SEC championship. 
I'm assuming Alabama will be picked one of the favorites along with Georgia. Uh, as you look at what happened this past season. I mean, Texas could be in that mode, too, so we'll see. I mean, it's going to get interesting being that there's no divisions because you got Texas and Oklahoma uh, coming in here. You still, as I said last night on the show, you got two SEC teams in the Final Four still. People talked about Georgia and Alabama. Really, you think about it, with Texas coming in the SEC, three of the best teams in the country are SEC teams. Y'all ever think about that? Do you think about that? I mean, yes, Texas Texas is not right now to date, but next year they're in the SEC. Alabama's in, and everybody thinks that Georgia's still a top four team. The SEC is going to be dominant. Oklahoma played much better football. Last year, not so much, but this year with Dylan Gabriel, transferred from UCF, they played uh, some pretty good football. So uh, the SEC is going to be tough uh, as, as we know it now. Um, some really intriguing football games on there for the tie, but we can talk more about that. Love to get your thoughts on that. Alabama will get ready to take on Michigan, Christian. And I know we got about two minutes, three minutes before the break, but I'd like to get some thoughts from you because you played in five straight college football playoff games. Impressive. I don't know if too many people can say that in the country. You played in five of them, and um, I went to five of them, watched them. Um, but you get the break. You know, you got the one year, y'all. I don't think you, you didn't make the SEC championship game, but you still got in, I believe. I think you got in four to five years, if I'm correct. I played in uh, four straight national championship you games. You played in four, I, and, yeah. and then. Uh, but I didn't well, play. I played in four SEC championship games. Four we didn't, SEC, we didn't play you won, it in 2017. But we, you, you won four. Yeah. You won four. But uh, I guess, real quick, before we go to break, and talk about Bama, Michigan. New coach that was Michigan. We we'll talk about that. Tell the people what it's like because my my concern is guys, you know, having that run, getting that momentum that they had, you know, going twelve and one after that second second loss or second week loss, excuse me, to Texas. They went on a roll, right, and got better and better each week. The offensive line got better. They on a roll. We we played the thing last night, and we can play it again, Justin, in the next. Uh, part of the show of Michigan, their response when Alabama name got dropped at number four. But for guys that's been away for 10 days, however long it's been, home with the family, you know, getting a chance for people to tell them how great it is, is that going to be a challenge? Because to me, that is the biggest concerning thing that I have about this game. You know, what's going to be the mindset of the players? And you've been a part of that. You've been a part of having to stop and taking a break, getting out of football, is it good? Was it good for your mind? Is it good for your body? You know, or was it a distraction? Well, that's a really good question. I, I, I probably need a few more minutes to talk well, about this. Well, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's go ahead and hit the break because it's 19 past. Let me do this. I want to talk about that. I want you to give you some time to think about it because I think that's a great point that we need to look at because we don't know. Because we know what we've seen. You know, a few weeks ago, right? We've seen the confetti. We've seen Georgia go down. We've seen 29 games. Winstreet snapped. We saw the two-time defending champions. <laughs> Bye-bye. And it was a tie. Matter of fact, was the last loss to the tie? I believe it was. So what is this new team that's coming back? What will they be back? We'll hear about that from former Alabama star linebacker Christian Miller. He'll talk about that. We'll talk about the matchup. Get your phone calls. I'll see you online. I'll see you lighting it up. Continue to do that. Don't forget the free old Tide 100.9. You're listening to the Miller's Edge. We're on the Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. And we will be back. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, and Justin Jones right here on the Tide. Back in a moment. Finding great tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A partly to mostly sunny sky this afternoon, the high 62. Increasingly cloudy tonight, the low 43. Tomorrow, cloudy. Rain likely at times during the day, the high 60. Sunday, rain ending early in the day, then gradual clearing, the high 57. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
Tangle Tide Wonder Point Nine. Let's groove. Let's get it rocking and rolling. The Tide coming back to Title Town tomorrow. Start to get to work for the Michigan Rings. They head to the left coast, California, the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Well, big showdown against Big Ten champions, the Michigan Wolverines. The question that I had for two-time defending or two-time national champion, Christian Miller, who's been there many times, more than all of us. He understands it, been a part of it, know what it's like. Uh, he can tell you in direct detail what it's like to come back after you have such a great run as the tie did. Now you had a pause. Now you go home. Now people telling you how great you are. Nobody expecting you to be here. You're in such an unfamiliar place. Not unfamiliar meaning you haven't been there before, but unfamiliar based on how you got there. Meaning people didn't expect you to be there. That being said, Christian, now you're back. Now you had your time off. What is that going to be like for these players? Because how will Coach Saban get their mind back right, get them more business-oriented, and get them ready to go? It's not a going to be a talent problem in this matchup. But it, to me, it will be a mind problem. Will they be ready to go? Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, realistically, they really only had a few days off, kind of like an extended weekend off. They've been in town doing seven-on-sevens and stuff like that. They just hadn't been practicing. So they, they're still in a semi-football mindset. But obviously, it's a lot different than your your typical routine of, you know, going to class, going to, you know, meetings starting at 2, and then getting out on the practice field around 3.30, getting off, you know, I mean – it's definitely a much different schedule. Uh, but we always used to say it's a new season, right? You've got to, you know, put a bow on the regular season and the, the SEC championship. You know, it's great, all the accomplishments, all the progression that you made, all the growth and improvement. You want to carry all that momentum over, but you want to kind of wrap that season up. And then this is the start of a new season, right? You've got to get back in the grind. And it, it's like hitting the reset button because now this is the playoffs, right? All that matters is the week that you're in right now, right? Because if you don't win, you don't go play for a chance. Everything's done. Season's over, right? So you've got to put all your energy, all your focus, all your time and efforts into this game, in the preparation that, that's involved. And, and that's the most important thing. And I think these guys will have that right mentality. I think it's imperative that you have good leadership, you know, to encourage guys to do it the right way because it is easy, especially you're talking about a team that everybody doubted back in week two, well, really week two after the loss, week three, after kind of not having the most impressive game against USF. Then you talk about uh, just doing a total 180. You know, the offensive line, I mean, literally looks like a whole different unit now. The team in general just playing so much better right now. Everybody's praising Alabama. You, you knock off the number one team in Georgia. People are talking about you as if you're the best team in the country, which in my opinion they are, right? So you've got to do your best to – I wouldn't. it's not just you have to block it all out. But you just can't let that get to your head because you have to understand, all that's great. Everything you did was great. Beating Georgia was great. You should celebrate that. But you've had enough time to celebrate that at this point. Now it's time to lock in on Michigan. And that'll that'll start pretty sure tomorrow was the first practice, right? You got to get back in. And, yeah, you're going to have to knock a little bit of rust off because, again, they've been doing some seven-on-seven stuff. They've been working out and whatnot. It's not like they haven't been doing any football stuff, but they haven't really been practicing. You got to get back in that. That mindset, but they've got plenty of time, right? The game's on New Year's, or it's a, uh, you know, December 15th, right? So you've got a couple of weeks of practice and preparation. You know, you'll travel out there. I think the biggest thing, you know, that's one thing, getting getting back in that mindset. But I think, in my opinion, the even bigger uh, challenge is going to be when you get out to California, right, for the Rose Bowl, how do you take care of business then, right? Do you look at it as a business trip, which you need to do? Like, that's, that's, what, that's a must. It needs to be a business trip. Is, are you going to have the correct level of buy-in from everybody that's necessary to be successful or guys going to, are you going to have to kind of worry about guys getting distracted, right? That, that to me is something I'm looking at because it happens. It happened with, with teams that I was on. I, I witnessed it, you know, personally firsthand, the teams that we had where, where guys kind of had one foot in one foot out, they started entertaining agents, you know, they're out and about doing all the sightseeing kind of starting to feel themselves because all the glitz and the glamor and all the media attention you're getting, Everybody wants to interview you because, again, I mean, all the focus and attention is on these bowl games. It's on the playoffs, right? That's just, I mean, that's just the fact. The other games are great, right? I want to tune into Florida State, Georgia, because I want to see if Florida State is what they're talking about, right? But realistically, everybody's focus and attention is on the playoffs. So you're going to get a lot of that. But can you stay locked in on the task at hand? Are you going to have the proper discipline 
to, to treat it as a business trip because it's cool to go visit California and it's cool to go play in the Rose Bowl. I, I love going on these trips and, and, and soaking in the experience and enjoying it, but at the end of the day, it's a business trip. And as long as this team has the right mentality and the right approach, I mean, I, I think they, they, they clearly have the ability to win the national championship. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you said last night on the Miller's Edge Extra, where you said uh, playing Georgia in the SEC championship uh, game, that, that was the national championship game. I agree with you. I think Georgia's better than Michigan. I think they're better than Washington, and I think they're better than Texas. And you just knocked that team off. So if you take care of business and you do it the right way, you go in with the right mentality, the right approach, you execute and and you, you treat it as a business mission. I think I think they'll have the success that they want. They just have to they have to go about it the right way. No doubt, I, I think you're spot on with that. And yeah, I did say that. I thought you know the national championship was the SEC championship because I don't think anybody is crazy that understands and knows the game of football that Georgia is a top four team now. The committee was in a pickle, no doubt about it. With Florida State being undefeated without Jordan, they are not the same team. They put should have put Georgia, I mean, excuse me, Florida State at six, Georgia at five. If you would ask me, that would have been the right thing, but it didn't. Yeah, at this point, they should have, right? Because people are going crazy. We got politicians uh, uh, acting weird and want to sue. I just read this morning, I believe, somewhere on the X, that somebody in Georgia was suing about Alabama. And, I mean, it's like these people will not let this thing go. And I don't know if they think it's going to change. Obviously, all this stuff is nothing but publicity stunts and and things like that. But but I think it's ridiculous. So that's going to be key. You know, as you said, they're around. They've been doing seven on seven. Uh, they'll get a play sheet, a script sheet. We know how that works. Uh, the quarterbacks can, can call the plays. They know what they're doing at this point in time. They can run different things. And so uh, that's pretty easy to do. So that's a good thing that they have kind of kept that, that camaraderie going, especially throwing the football down the field. Tommy Reese will be a cog in this based on the running game. Both these teams like to run the football. Both these teams are, are you know, big on playing defense. We looked at that last night. I told you scoring defense, Michigan was number one in the country, giving up only 9.7 points a game. But then, as I said again, I've said many times, stats tell part of the story, not the entire story, because when you look at the offense that they face, you understand why that number is so low. Ohio State, probably the biggest, Penn State second, but did not play well. So you basically got to win two games uh, to be Big Ten champions. I mean, that's just the reality of it. That's why we feel pretty confident here on this show about Alabama against Michigan. Yes, it's physical. Yes, they do all that. And we've seen how that matches up against the SEC a few years ago against Alabama and against Georgia. They didn't fare too well. So that's why we, uh, just if you don't mind, pull up, pull up that sound bite for me. Just tell me on air when you got it of Michigan's response to when they were doing a reveal, you know, they was making the suspense grow and everybody's sitting there anticipating and waiting. When I was happening to be driving back from Alabama. I was getting out of the hospital, left Christian's house, driving down the road on my iPad, watching this at this time as my sister was driving me home. Um, but it was amazing the response of Michigan when they found out that Alabama would be the number four team. Alabama would be the team that would play the number one team, which were them. And they, to me, based on the responses, did not sound too excited about it. I got if it. I don't know if it's shock. I don't know if it's worry. I don't know if, boy, they scared. But here's what it sounded like. unbelievable there weren't many claps so I'm thinking it's scared I'm, I'm thinking this we was hoping to get Florida State a team that we knew we could be the team that had no offense and we play great defense and we can run the football and we don't have to score with 17 12 15 points and win the game but not against Bama things are going to be different so I'd love to get your thoughts on that one more quick thing a news note Alabama head coach Nick Saban had to replace a Coleman Hustler who went to Mississippi State to become the new defensive coordinator. Here you go. George Hilo. He coached at Michigan back in 21 and 22. He's 36 years old. Linebacker coach. He's going to help Alabama with his preparation for the Wolverines in the Rose Bowl. 
And don't you think that's going to be a big help? Don't you think this guy knows Jim Harbaugh and this coaching staff and this team extremely well? Don't you think this is a genius move by Nick Saban to hire this guy? He coached, you know, guys like John Ross. I think he had 106 tackles. He coached Aiden Hutchinson, who now plays with the first-round pick. The Detroit Lions, a good football player. You know, so he's helped, you know, Corson, who had 100 tackles for Michigan defense as a lot. So this guy is a good football coach. But he knows the program, and Nick Saban is not a dummy. He knows that getting a guy like this Christian on his on his team, one, can coach the, the position. Two, he knows what they're probably going to try to do and how they will try to attack. Is this a big help, or does it not mean anything? Well, from a competitive advantage standpoint, I mean, it just is very reminiscent of, you know, NFL team signing practice squad players from an opposing team that they plan on not plan on but they have scheduled in in the coming weeks or that same week right they do it in the nfl um they try to get that that competitive advantage by signing guys and sometimes they they let them go right after that sometimes they hang around a little bit just depends but um it definitely feels like that i'm not sure if they confirm what his role will be here at alabama did they say he was officially replacing uh Hutzler as outside linebackers coach, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't know. I mean, they could have just hired him as an analyst. I mean, we, we do have, uh, I mean, a, a stable of analysts as well. So I, I'm not sure if they officially said that. But nonetheless, he will be uh, assisting in, in the bowl preparation. So, yeah, I think that definitely gives you a competitive advantage. You know, he'll, he'll know kind of tendencies, how they like to do things, and, and he'll be heavily involved in their game plan I, w- without a doubt. So definitely a smart move. Um, and again, we'll have to see kind of what his his role is moving forward. Um, but he he does have experience as a position coach, and you know, at some you know really good spots, and has some uh, good work on his resume. So it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if he does end up being the outside linebackers coach because obviously you got to fill that void. But uh, just not too sure because I haven't seen anything confirmed yet. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that moving forward. But we can go to the phone lines. Um, Let's go. To, let's go to Tommy. Tommy's been hanging out for a minute. Tommy, welcome into the Miller's Edge. How are you this morning? I'm doing great, guys. How are y'all? Doing well, man. Doing good, Tommy. Well, I'm glad we got the schedule situated for next year, and I'm glad they're coming back to practice football so we can quit doing our little celebration like I tell Ron Fowler. Now we got to focus on Michigan. And I'm looking very forward to the game. I am. I mean, you know, people say, aren't you nervous? I I get butterflies every game because it's another football game, and I decided to watch Alabama. I'm fortunate enough to be an Alabama fan. But um, about the high in the coach, I've already heard some chirping about that from people like, well, what's the difference from Nick Saban hiring a coach off the guy's staff? I said, he wasn't on the staff this year. He was on the staff last year and the year before, if I've read everything correctly. and uh, That's correct. And uh, everybody said, well, that's no better than stealing signs. I'm like, no, we didn't put nobody in the stadium. <laughs> I'm like, come on, people. Quit your freaking whining. Y'all want to play the best? Play the best. I know some people was fussing about our schedule next year. Oh, uh, we play in Wisconsin. We got to come back. I'm like, no, I want a tough schedule. You want good game. You want great competition. That's why Nick Saban recruits the best athlete. Tristan, you came to play top-notch SEC teams when you saw Alabama. You didn't want to play, uh, whatever, a smaller school. You want to play the best. You want to see how good your skill level was and how bad of a football player. If you had the grade to be an SEC player, and you proved you did. That's all these schedules are. Help you improve to become a better man, a better football player, and a better leader. So, I mean, I don't know why anybody upset with the schedule. The one thing I thought was different about the schedule was one thing. I thought we might play South Florida in the place of Oklahoma, move Oklahoma up. But then I looked at it like, well, you had two road trips, Oklahoma, Norman, and to Wisconsin. I can see why they put that game there. But we always kind of not have a major game before we play Auburn, but from now on, it looks like we're going to have a major game before we play Auburn. Yeah, well, I mean, if anything, I would think the fans would be happy, you know, with the schedule, and I, I get that 
after the you know the the, the Texas outcome, you might be a little apprehensive about playing a you know a, a better opponent earlier on. But to me, I, I'm with you, Tommy. I like a challenge again. I mean, I, when I was here, I opened up against Wisconsin back in 2015, I believe. Opened up against Southern Cal in 2016. Those are neutral site games. It felt almost like a bowl game, right? We're playing them in Dallas. Um, so, and I enjoyed stuff like that. The Chick-fil-A kickoff games from 2014, we opened up against West Virginia. Um, that's always been a part of Alabama scheduling, and I always enjoyed it, getting to play opponents that you don't typically typically get to uh, play. Plus, you know, you, you put yourself on the map early and earn that respect. Now, obviously, it kind of went a different direction this past season, you know, with the Texas game, but it is what it is. It happens. But if you look at the record – you know, in, in the last, you know, 10 years or so of Alabama playing these non-conference games, even better opponents, I mean, it, it we, we, we fare very well typically. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know why. I mean, look, I mean, it's football. If anything, again, as a fan, you should I, – I feel like you you benefit from these these bigger games because you get the enjoyment. You get the entertaining aspect, right? Like, isn't that, isn't that how you should feel? Like, y'all get to watch Alabama play some <laughs> fun games. People always complain about – well, we don't have anything to cheer for in Brian Denny because we're just blowing these teams out. We're tired of playing these well, teams. Well, now now we're scheduling good opponents, and now people are like, oh, we got a hard schedule. Man, enjoy it. You know, we'll be we'll be prepared. Well, Alabama's built built to play hard schedule. And it, please, get rid of stupid UT Chattanoogas. Get rid of stupid Mercer Bears. I mean, Mercer's <laughs> on the schedule this year. Nobody wants to watch that. I mean, I don't. I mean, I've been saying this this year. I mean, I don't want to. That's, to me, a waste of weeks. <laughs> It is wasted weeks when you play teams like Mercer and Chattanooga. You know, it's just like give the fans better for the ticket prices. Give them better. Yeah, it's harder. Yeah, it's more competitive. But it's the freaking SEC. It's college football. It's what it's supposed to be about. So, you know, that's that's what I want. And I want all teams to do. If you're a major conference, you should not be playing down. I understand the money. I understand you got to like Auburn. They play New Mexico State. They had to give, what, $1.8 million to lose, to get embarrassed? You know your players don't get up for that type of stuff when you got the Iron Bowl sitting the next week. I mean, why waste the time of the team? Why waste the time of the fan base and their money? Play real football games. That's where I'm at, Tommy, from Ramos. I don't want no powder puffs. Let's go play. Yeah, that's what I want because you know what? Well, when I was growing up here in town, we wouldn't play three football games. We went to Birmingham. We always played Auburn and Tennessee and Birmingham till they redone the stadium and changed things. Well, my dream is I never thought I was going to get to see Notre Dame. Well, they haven't got here yet. I hope I'm still around. But Texas and Oklahoma coming to Tuscaloosa. I mean, it didn't turn out well, but. They came to Tuscaloosa, and it shows you that your program have more respect that Tuscaloosa can handle a big-time college game. But like I said, you know, I remember when Alabama used to play Southern Cal in Nebraska and Birmingham. They never would come to Tuscaloosa. I'm enjoying the big-name team program of the Blue Blood coming to Tuscaloosa. It's a wonderful feeling. That's what it's about, Tommy. We got to hit a break, man. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend as we get ready to really delve into uh, some serious uh, matchup. You know, we'll look at Washington, Texas as well. But I pray that you have a great, great weekend. We always appreciate you, sir. All right, I'll do the same. Road time. All right, there's Tommy from Romulus. We got to hit a timeout. We come back. We'll continue this conversation. We'll continue uh, to talk about the matchup. Uh, also, transfer portal. I mean, it's still going. It's active. You know, they got some, some kind of little rule they're trying to put out there now, too. <laughs> I mean, this stuff is crazy, man. You, you can't make this up. You can't make this stuff up that's happening right here with college sports. We're here for it, though. This is the Middle Judge on the Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. We're sponsored by the Good Feet Story. They are America's art support experts. We'll take a quick pause, come back. Your phone calls, more conversation on this Friday of the Middle Judge. Back in a moment. By standing on the wall Get your back up off the wall I heard all the people saying Get down on it Come on in It's time to ring in the new year right. Bama, a winner over the Georgia Bulldogs, claiming the SEC title. 
It's the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. Our coverage starts at 1 on New Year's Day on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Christian Miller, the son, he's in Tuscaloosa along with Justin Jones. We're chatting about some sports, man, and I'm sitting here as I gaze upon the X. Have y'all changed to call it X like I do, or y'all still just say Twitter? Uh, I've been saying X. I mean, uh, the emails I get literally say X, formerly Twitter. <laughs> uh, I'm going Twitter. You still say Twitter? I, think it's, I just haven't bothered to try. I think X sounds so stupid. Like, why? Do they get paid to call this X? Uh, I don't know, but I just know Elon Musk bought it, and Elon Musk is doing okay for himself. You know, you know Tesla, just a cyber, bit, the Cybertruck just... Uh, released and yeah, I think he's he's doing okay. Going to space and stuff. Yeah, I mean setting up space mm-hmm. shuttles. So you saying he, he got he got he got some money? Oh, he's got some money. Okay, I, I mean trust me, he he's got some money. <laughs> I mean, so look, if he wants to call, that's how he is though. Just like again, like the new truck they came out with. I mean, I, you've seen it, I'm sure. Like it literally looks, I guess it's like stainless steel. It looks like somebody sketched it. Like it looks like a kid sketched like a. Space mobile, then they just brought it to life. I mean, it's bulletproof. It's all type of stuff. The name of it's called Cybertruck. It's kind of how he is, you know. It's a little bit different, but yeah. So I mean, yeah. it is what it is. It's called X. No, he's got money, and not. You know, I've been looking at the electrics and things like that, but I got my, my nice suburban. It's hard to get rid of, but I wish I could find something this size that's electric. I might be interested. In that, but we'll see. That's another conversation for the, another day. Uh, the transfer reported Gamecocks are on fire. Shane Beamer had a host of uh, players in here in Columbia, and uh, fans were up. I mean, they were really mad because they didn't get welcome home. You know, he tweets welcome home or X welcome home. And that first weekend, there was nothing. And then this week has been just crazy. He's picked up another commitment from the Georgia Tech transfer uh, Cal Kennard. He's been there four years 21 and a half tackle for losses 12 and a half sacks in four seasons down there in Atlanta uh, area where they need a lot of help is in the trenches their defensive line has not been that good they don't have consistent pass rushing and this guy I don't call him that right because I'm like okay you got 12 in four years that's not like a lot I mean you know I mean, but I don't know I, I, this he's is like, experienced He's experienced. He has played and, and maybe be better in the system here. I, I don't know. Um, but they have been busy. They have gotten the running back room turned around. Rocket Sanders, Rocket Raheem Sanders from Arkansas, which Bama fans knows really well. Got hurt last year, but the year before 2022, an all-SEC player. He's going to South Carolina. They got the running back from SC State. They got the running back from Texas Tech. They got another running back. I mean, but it's like these are not like game-changing guys. These are just field positions, right? These are like they're just filling needs, but they're not getting dudes that everybody wants. They're not getting a dude at A&M like Alabama wants, I think visiting this weekend. See, Alabama goes out after dudes. They go out after, you know, the guys that are, you know, Jamison Williams Ohio State, who's like four, but came there to become a two and had a phenomenal year and then, of course, got hurt, but, but big time plays for Alabama. He was a game changer. They got Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech, game changer. They got Steve from Vanderbilt, left tackle. But he came to Alabama and started all these guys in the NFL as we speak right now. I don't know if South Carolina is getting those kind of guys, right? And the fan base and the websites, you know, they've got to write great positive stuff on these players. They got, you know, oh, they're listed behind Colorado. But I'm like, to be honest with you, as much as I watch college football, Christian Miller, I had no idea but one guy that they got. And that's Rocket Sanders. And Rocket Sanders to me is a little bit of a question mark because he's been overweight and he was, he was hurt and 
He had a family situation with a kid, I believe, down in Florida, and that's one of the reasons he came to South Carolina a lot closer. I mean, so when you look at the portal, and I go back to what George Young told me with the Giants years ago, and I would go up to his office when I played there, and we'd talk, and, and it's back in 1993 when free agency started. And I was getting ready to sign with the New Orleans Saints on a free agent deal, four-year deal with them. But I love New York, and I love George Young, and I love the Mayor family, and I love the Tish family. And Mr. Tish, when I was injured in the preseason, let me fly on a private plane and to New York to Jacksonville. We, and I did the color analyst for the Fox affiliate because I did TV on the side. And um, and he fly, hey, you know, you fly back with me and Sammy. He put me on the private plane. I mean, it was an amazing experience. Um, so I love the Giants. I didn't want to go to New Orleans, but it was a time, the first time free agency happened, and I was going to change teams, Ricky Jackson, Sam, you know, all that group of great linebackers, similar to what we had in New York. Um, and Lawrence Taylor was leaving, so I was like, man, I'm going to go play here. But, you know, I get a call from George Young that they, you know, they topped the offer. And so I ended up staying in New York. That being said, he would always tell me, Corey, free agents... Most of them never pan out. And I, I was like, what do you mean? He said, we're about drafting and building. This is why we want guys like yourself. Wasn't drafted crazy high because you had an injury. We knew you could play. Parcells knew you could play. You came in here the year at the Super Bowl. And look at you. One of the long, long tenure giants. Right? We want guys like you to build our teams around. We don't want to bring in a bunch of different dudes. They have no camaraderie. That thing, they're just going to come in here and just show out and play. He said, because we did the, the look at the percentages, they never work. Some of them will work, but most of them, it ain't really worth it. So that's why we're not very aggressive in free agency. Well, I'll look at this to transfer portal now because all it is is college free agency. Right? And you go get all of these guys. But they're not going to your school like you did to Alabama in your recruitment because you love it. They're going to your school, one, because of money or a quick opportunity maybe to get some more eyes on them to get to the National Football League. They get crap by your program. And so I have a hard time to be like a true fan as I watch X or Twitter and see people and the websites and they telling me all these fans of how awesome this is and what the coach is doing. And, and I'm like, but these are guys that really nobody else is calling home to mama about. Yes, you need them because you got empty pieces and you can't wait on college uh, high school seniors or college freshmen because you don't have time now to develop. So some of them may help out. They've had one, they have two that did well. Juice Wells, who now is in the portal, and Spencer Rattler. And Spencer Rattler was a good quarterback. But not early. But he ended up going five and seven last year. So you tell me, is the portal really worth it? Schools are getting away from developing the young players and they're chasing after dudes. But if you're going to chase after dudes, you better chase after dude that you know can beat one-on-one -on -one coverage all day as a defensive edge rusher. You better know that you got a receiver that can get open when in press coverage. You better know that this guy can block and a speed rusher. Because not, you are just getting a bunch of guys. And I don't want the, the University of South Carolina to get bamboozled with all these dudes. Because guess what? They weren't that at the program they were at. There was only one guy, Raheem Rocket Sanders. And then last year he had a lapse. So this is what's happening. The game is about brand and about money. No more love of the game. That's true. I mean, it, it's a lot different. That's why I was asking that question about, you know, look, we're bringing in the edge guy on a visit from Texas A&M. And I, I get getting a guy in with experience to kind of throw him in there. Makes you feel better, right? You look at Tresman Marshall. We had Kendrick Blackshire, Jahad Campbell, a lot of young guys at the linebacker position, but they felt they needed an experienced guy. To kind of fill in there, play alongside Deontay Lawson. But again, Jihad Campbell was more than capable. But at the time, they thought they could benefit from that. So I get it, but 
the 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 flip side of it is like you said. I, I feel like development is just dead, and maybe I just take it a little more personal, just because I I was a developmental guy. I, I took time to, to physically develop, you know, work my way up in the program. But I knew, and the coaches knew my potential. Right? I just had to get mm-hmm. weight. I just had to, I had to put weight on. I had to get stronger. I had to learn the system. I had to learn, you know, how to play in this system. Right? And and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I ended up paying dividends to them, right, in my opinion. In a humble way, but you get what I'm saying, but I ended up being a good player. They're patient with me. You don't see that anymore, and I get that, you know, everybody's about winning now, but it's just like, man, like, I just look at that group. We signed Keon Keeley, you know, Quay Rousseau, uh, Yonze Pierre, and it's like, dang, man, we're still looking for something. I'm like, are, are, are we developing guys? Are you Like, I just don't, it's hard for me to kind of wrap my head around, like, not one of those guys, you know what I mean, you really feel great about at this point. So, and that just goes to show, I think people are so focused on getting guys from the portal and, and focus on right now that they're kind of putting development on the, on, on the back burner. And it's just, it's just, it's just different, man. College football has changed so much and really in just the past few years, but we, we can talk a little bit more about that probably coming Monday. Cause we got to get out of here. But before we do that, got to remind you about our good friends over at Buffalo's cafe. If you're looking for a great restaurant experience, Head on over to Buffalo's Cafe, Midtown Village. Right now, they've got weekday lunch specials, $9.99. That includes a beverage. I went over there and got me a nice burger and fries yesterday for lunch, and it was amazing. So good. Always enjoy having it. Again, wing night every Wednesday, $17.99. All you can eat wings with fries. And again, that's where we do our show every Friday of home games during football season. So head on over to Buffalo's Cafe, the home of the Miller's Edge, as we like to call it. Again, it's in Midtown Village right there. Again, that's Buffalo's Cafe. Take us out of here. All right, that's going to do it for us with Justin Jones, Christian Miller, and the pastor of Payne, Corey Miller. This has been the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9. The scripture for you this weekend. Be of good courage. Take good cheer. For the Lord thy God is with you wherever you may go. Joshua 1 and 9. Take that word with you this weekend, knowing that you got your God with you. So do we. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Big news sports is next right here on the Tide. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily, always live.